kill No go can fuck with us, big Komodo venom How they pull up looking fresh, acting like it ain't a lemon Fuck a buck, we bustin', we at 11 If they qualified and they wanna ride, then let them Get info, easy show, you don't know your best Brand's birthday, ayy, we going local Double tap on the gas, supplying pressure in the zone The doctor could tell you how I rhyme ill rubella Got the brakes in the red, it's shifting gear Yeah, we run it on the ground, we ain't calling from the lip So clearly we dearly hold this flavor in your ear So for you spit some cute shit, get the fuck out of here It is Friday night smoke session. This is your girl info. We are in, back in the building. We got 40, Mr. Finkleton. Fink Master. Hold on, let me do it. Fink, Fink Master, Lord Finkers. Oh, wait, Fink the God. Right. What was it? Come, uh, on, come uh, on, come on. Get them all uh, out. Get them uh, all Finkster. out. Come on. The <laughs> Finkelster, the Finkelnator, Fink, <laughs> Finkelstein, all of That's that. Good, get man. it out. Get right? you all the names <laughs> out, bro. And then get that what's, out. What, our boy, what's his name? Hello. There you go. Hello. <laughs> Just Hello. Yeah. And we have some special guests in the building. We have Miss Erica Hansen, right? TV producer here. extraordinaire, which we'll be talking to her much later. So make sure you stay with us. And we have some Westchester chapter members. Yeah, 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 well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Our chapter brother Jihad and a new prospect, P1. P1. Prospect One. That's her name. Uh-huh. We got you. P1. <laughs> So she's here to help out. You know, she's prospecting. That's what you do. She's got her cami pants on. You know, she's in her Rough Rider gear. So she's ready to go. So good luck to you. Thank you. You're prospecting with Westchester and Rough Riders. It's not going to be easy. Just give me a heads up. <laughs> Let you know now. <laughs> but you'll be fine. So let's get right into it. Hip-hop news. Uh-huh. Let's start. Wait. Come on. How was everybody's week? All right. I'll go Fink? ahead and entertain you. My week was good. I've been we can keep it short week. and simple because it yeah. sounds like she hate. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Keep it real short. It was good. I had a good. Besides the storm. Oh, besides the good. flood of the hit. You know. Nah, I didn't history. flood, but I seen other people flood and I felt bad for them. You know what I'm saying? I ain't get out and helping nothing, but I felt bad. Yo, y'all realize how? <laughs> on my show. That's y'all realize nice. how nobody prayed for New York? You know, and nobody I, was praying for New York, but we was praying for France and all that. Ain't nobody pray, pray for New York, Louisiana. There was no pray. You're right. There was no pray there was for no New York. Pray for no Mississippi. pray for Mississippi. Not to not to say forget all these other because we because other states got it worse than us. I'm just saying that because I'm in New York. There was no pray for us. There wasn't. Nah. There was no That's pray right. for New Jersey tough, either. Right? And there was, there was a tornado in Jersey. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. I'm sorry. How was your week? Uh, your week? Yeah, it, was, it was good. Just good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Info. We had a fantastic week. Oh wow! Did I could you? top that. Mine was stupendous. Spell stupendous right now. Um, stupendous. I had a great S-T-U-P-N-D-O-U-S. week also. Stupendous. <laughs> I can't even spell check that because I don't even know how to spell it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it 
for you. I, I didn't even hear what she said, honestly. I but I had a good week know. also. My week was <laughs> also. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got a mix. <laughs> I should know oh not to God, try her for her. What's up? Oh, that's what's up. Boom. I'm happy for you. Didn't know she was in the spelling bee? Um, I totally won the spelling bee champ when I was a kid. Yes, she, Thank you. She was what was like the winning word? Killer in the bee. I don't remember. I was like 10. You should have that on footage. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That is the easiest word to spell <laughs> now because a lot of people know the word. You don't know that word. I don't. But I've seen other people ace the word like that was in a math test. It's not even really a word, though. That's the thing. But there you go. Power of Disney. <laughs> the power of Disney. Power of Disney. <laughs> no, my, my week was, you know, I was stuck behind the, the when all the highways being blocked off with the flood. So I sat in traffic for about a good four hours and wow, didn't make boy. it to work. Was talking to my managers. They're literally trying to find me a route. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm over it. I'm going home. That's literally what I said. I'm like, she's like, well, you know, over here looks green going north. That's where I live. So yes, I'm heading that way. He was like, now if you cut across the whole, you know, Yonkers, you can get to the train. You know what, um, Miss 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 Kim, I'm I'm going home. All right, y'all enjoy your day. I've been sitting in this traffic for four hours. It's a wrap. Well, good thing you ain't end up like and everybody I else. I know. Thank God. With their car, having to abandon their car and whatnot. There was a bunch of cars on Central, yeah. like five or six. How does Central same area. So No idea. Yeah, I didn't no even know that could happen at Central Avenue. No idea. The debris from the trees, the dirt from all the hills yeah. starts sliding down and it clogs up the manholes, the drains, and it causes just backage so the, the water just sits there. My side of Central was Gucci. And that, and that, <laughs> as soon as I crossed that one side over there by yeah. Best Buy, mm-hmm. finito. Listen, on the way to work this morning, because I got caught on the Deegan, and they didn't announce that the Deegan was even flooded until, like, on, they announced it on the radio. Because I was watching the news, <laughs> and I was like, okay, the Deegan's good. I saw every 95, Cross Bronx, everything was, you know, flooded. I'm like, okay. But they didn't mention the Deegan, so okay, we must be all right. Uh, no, I heard it on the radio. But this morning, now, it was cleared, but all those cars that were that got flooded. I literally counted on the south side, starting at like 233rd, there was 50 cars on one side, Damn. abandoned, and were flooded. It was I, I insane. Have a, I have a real question, though. Yeah. What was, made people think that they was getting through that? Probably She's like, mm. <laughs> that, like that question. was a real question. That was the real because I'm I'm looking at some people's cars and it's like really like up to the the the, the window. Like and none of those cars were it, little, were big cars. And, and I'm all like little like little Toyotas. Did it get Hondas. there over time or like did y'all just drive into that and realize it was too late? I saw Escalade stuck. I saw Escalade stuck. Yeah, he Bro. he tried to pull up. And drive up on the grass to go towards Best Buy, but it was too late. I think I can. I think I cannot stop right on his ass. It was the most disheartening thing ever, yo. Want to get in that engine? It's over. But there were people actually out there trying to start their nah, car. Like the, I saw people with their hoods the day, up and the gotcha. light. They're like, oh, the lights are flashing. I guess we're good. I'm like, I don't think it's. You're not I, gonna be able to drive off. I was in an Uber like at around 11:30. And in Central Park, it must have been three or four feet of water. All these cars abandoned. But the, the guy I was with just 
went right through. <laughs> he just said, Are don't you take it. Yeah, he said, the key is, he was amazing. He was from Pakistan and he was a car mechanic and he had driven in many floods in Pakistan. So he said, the key is you go and you do not take your foot off the accelerator because all these cars were abandoned. And it was like, and, I mean, there was water up to here and we just it went right through. So that I was very sense. lucky that really I was with okay. a mechanic and so you, someone who had experience driving in floods. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the water was, like, these cars were underwater, like, their whole car. It flooded that much that these cars were underwater. I just don't think the car is really is supposed to run ever again. Hmm. I was at Hedo Crib when that happened, and I had, like, five or six people hit me up. Yo, I hope you plan on staying at his crib. I'm like, yo, y'all don't understand me. When I want to go home, rain, sleet, snow, or hell, I'm going home. I don't care what's going on outside. My thing is, is like, I was talking to somebody before. I was like, yo, natural disasters happen. We've been through this. Why? Every single time it happened, y'all start panicking and freaking out like y'all don't know Yonkers. Because it's a flood. Y'all don't know Yonkers. It's you, still a you, flood. Y'all don't know Yonkers. Because you can, you can know Yonkers as much as you want. But when natural disasters hit, you never know what can happen. What's gonna, yeah, what kind yeah. of building may fall? Okay, Walls look, collapse. look. I would have thought the slide, was that slide didn't, like that. That, that didn't happen. Like, and don't don't talk about what. It, I mean, that didn't no, that happen did out happen here. No, no Broadway, no, but and no building collapse. But what I'm talking about, the right? Same, you never know. It didn't happen. But right, when <laughs> it was flooded, right? And I right. found out about the areas that was flooded. My mm-hmm. Uber came and picked me up for $17 for Nestum. Everybody else paying Uber $60 and up right now. I got it for 17 wow. You feel me? So when the Uber came, I directed him. Yo, don't go none of these ways. Go this way. Go up Palmer Road. Jump right on Central. We, we Gucci. Okay. Drove right by there. And we saw all the places that was flooded. We had a clean path. Pew, 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 pew. I was right home. Like twelve minutes, I don't know. I tip them good. <laughs> you, see, you see what I, I mean? Like, nobody care about the other man. I don't. As long as I know how to got, I, I got home. <laughs> yeah. Did the Uber driver make it home? I, I, I wish I had his number because I wanted to ask him too. But he knew what he was getting into by picking me up. So wow, it's not like I couldn't ride with him the whole time. You dropping me off, so you know what you driving in. Wow. It was- you know, One I was co workers is an Uber driver and he no got remorse. stuck in it and he ended up having to stay in his car last night. No remorse. He came to work like, from his car. I'm like, dude, that's just too much. That's a lot. Well, I'm glad, you know, you know, there wasn't there was a lot there was some tragedy and people did lose their lives. Yeah, twenty two you know, people. Yeah, that's a shame. It, it's very sad. But I'm glad it wasn't as catastrophic as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Because I I mean I've from the south so you see floods tornadoes hurricanes like it's just you know natural thing but like in big cities like this you don't see flooding like that you know and then yeah the subways is crazy the floods in the subways i mean it was just too much it was too yeah. much but and now the next day was bright and sunny and beautiful isn't that nice <laughs> mother nature just bipolar i love y'all <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into it. You know, we got the hip-hop news. Um, Drake's album dropped today. And all over the uh, airways was Drake Day. But they were you know, it was funny because they weren't really playing his album. They were playing, like, all of his other music. Have you heard it yet? Mm-hmm. I heard it. Did you hear it? Yeah, I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. What would you think? Have you heard it, Forty? Yeah, I was bored. I was bored. Like, I listened to it from, like, the first one, so probably, like, the sixth track, and then, like at the at that time, I was just like, all right, let me just give this a break and re-listen to it, and got bored all over again. So I was just like, you're Yo. very critical. 
I'm not. Yeah. He, he really I'm is. Not. Yo, he's very crazy. Really. Like, here's the thing. Y'all want me to cushion stuff by saying, like, Nobody yo. Said cushion anything. Y'all want me to cushion stuff by saying, Drake, oh, I love Drake, which I do. Like, Drake is the greatest, the top artist that's out right now, but. Nigga, spade is a spade, in my opinion. When it's boring, it bored me. Like he did what Drake did exactly what he's supposed to do. Like, you know, and I'm not expecting him for doing above and beyond every time he drop an album because that's unrealistic for me to ask in the artist. But at least catch my attention. It was just, oh, this is Drake from last time. The Drake that he been doing. Just yeah. different beats, different features, different concepts. Same Drake, same so, stuff. So you were expecting like a different. I type wasn't of Drake, expecting or? nothing from him. I was expecting to be intrigued by the album. I wasn't expecting Drake to pinpoint anything on the bullseye. But, but he did what Drake all the did. Albums that we we've been reviewing, all these artists that are now putting out more albums, like you know, ten albums later, where nobody's been impressed by it. It's kind of like yeah, it's good. It's alright. It's a good I album, have. good song, but it's not like wow, like it's blowing my mind. By Drake. Yeah. Yeah, because he's gonna his and Drake I was is going to a big Drake fan, but then you know I kind of like grown to like him a little bit more, starting to get into his music a little bit more. But like, I'm alright. Because Drake is just gonna do what Drake does, and like when he do it, like he does a fantastic job right. at it. Mm-hmm. And he never falls short. What he said is, um, damn. Uh, well, he said something about nobody could replace him but him or something like that. I forgot how the bar goes. But, like, that's a fact. Like, if there, if there was a song that Drake was supposed to be on, if Drake can't be on there, I'm sure they either snubbed that song or just did a second. They ain't get nobody else to try to replace Drake on that. You can't. Like, you feel me? So it's not to say that he's not talented. I can't discredit him or nothing like that. But it's just this album wasn't it for me. There you go. Listen, I thought it was a, a, a good album. And the more I'm listening to it, the the more I'm starting to catch on things that I'm missing. And missing. Once again, I think the attention span of people nowadays are so short. Not trying to say 40s attention span is short, but <laughs> we get tired of things so quick we nowadays. Do. Yeah. We we don't take time to appreciate anything. That's the same thing I was saying with the with the Donda album the other day. Mm-hmm. When I was like, yo, I heard the first six songs, I liked it. I want to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Get in my little mode, like my little right. zone, where I can actually take time to enjoy the exactly. music. Yeah. It's good. Now I'm not about to sit here and say every song on there is it's a one because it's it's like two or three songs in there I'm not really feeling too much. But after I heard it a couple more times and really started to hear what they were saying and got the rhythm and the flow of it, I'm like, oh, all right, it's starting to sound better. You know what I'm saying? You got to give these things listens, man. That one listen and just go, I right, you know what I'm critical of. It's over, like. Nah, but here's the thing, right? Of course, you got to have stuff growing with you, but that can't be the thing all the time. Like, if you don't catch my ad, that's what you're supposed to do. Hezzy, what's That's what you're supposed to do. Like, you feel me? So it's just like, if you don't catch my ad this whole, like, the first time, don't get me wrong, because I'm the type of person, I'm sure you've been around, Hedo, when I was like, yo, I'll show y'all somebody that's trash, right? And then, we're at. Then they got some fire music. Like, you feel what I'm saying? I know y'all know who I'm talking about, but he know who I'm talking about. Like, I just kept listening to him until I found something that was dope. So I do that. But with other music where it's just like, yo, you want me to take this artist mad serious? Okay, cool. Let me hear what he sound like. I'm not going to want to really hear your second track if you ain't catch my first yet. You just want to bore me. I I get what you're saying because I feel like the industry as a whole is at a point where it's, it's, it's getting fatigued. Like, the music is starting to... There's good music being made, but no longer classics, albums, songs in general. And it brings me back to me saying, yo, everything is just 
so quick. It just goes by quick. Nobody really yeah. bask in the moment right. of the music anymore. No. It, it's just, it's just. I right, uh, thought a song, thought another song, thought another song, and the fact that Drake has had us waiting so long. He, he put it out Remember it delayed it It's supposed to come out in January Then come out Now he put it out now The album cover everything People are like Oh yeah I want to hear it They hear it And not even giving it a good listen Because the first thing they're looking for Is that Oh yeah this is knocking Oh yeah, yeah I could bump to this no, Nah like Nah but, not even time, not, You gotta give it time It's not nothing that you could not Bump a thumb to It's just anything that's sonically pleasing Whatever that sound is It don't have to be necessarily A head knocker Because there's multiple songs And albums that I started off Where I'm 18 seconds in And I'm like I have to run this back I have to run this back sometimes And sometimes you just know. Sometimes you hear a song Or you, you go through an album And you just You just know You feel it And you just know This is a good song Sometimes it be the artist That I'm not even putting In my top 10 Like I think it was The Savage Mode 2 There was a song on there That 21 Savage had And it was just like Yeah I know he's talented He's dope I, I'm not taking nothing Away from 21 But the way that song started And he came off I was not even a minute in And I'm like Yo he got my attention I gotta run this back Like you feel me So it's just like Me personally I'm not going to bask in not a thing that don't catch my ear. Okay, so this is the question. Then what... And Donda, my fault, Donda was perfectly orchestrated. Like, that's all I'm going to say. Like, and, and that's another thing that I pay attention to is the the, the the production of how things are within the tracks. Like, you feel me? Like, a lot of people can get it for what it is and get your head knocking, but it's just like, yo, did you really pay attention to how they orchestrated that yeah, song? Yeah, but you, look, you listen to it from an artist's point that's of view. That's why I'm giving you my opinion of why I, you know... View. Yeah, it's a totally different type of... Just a regular person listening to it on the radio. But I ain't gonna lie, if you have you, a different ear that you're listening with. I feel like this is like I, I could be like talking short, but I feel like if you listen to Donda and you couldn't tell how orchestrated that that album was, whether if you was into music or just a consumer, that album was orchestrated. Like everything was perfectly put together, like a masterpiece. It wasn't just beats and then lyrics here and that there. That every, everything was a puzzle. Put yeah. together, like you know. Like, I, I feel like it's a, that's that's Kanye. Yeah, yeah, right, All right. Albums uh, Drake was too. Uh, uh, so, uh, what was that? The, um, nothing was the same. Everything on that album was perfectly orchestrated. Perfect. Ten out of ten. Even when he dropped, if you're reading the, uh, if you're reading this, is too late. That's another one that it was just like, yo, he demonstrated how well he can put together a masterpiece within these projects. So it's just like I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's Kanye, and don't think that Drake can do it. Drake done it multiple times on uh, multiple projects. A few of my favorite ones, and I just named them. Like now, you who, feel me? So which album do you like more? Donda. This, this week. Donda. Donda over Drake's album. Yeah. Like you know, and once again, like I'm taking consideration of what I'm Fink said. You said. Like that. I'm, I'm really surprised you said. Uh, that. I say the same thing. Yeah, I was surprised. Because it's you orchestrated well. It's orchestrated I, well I, to I, me. I, I, I say that. I say that Donda was better only because of how he blended everything from the choir he had in there, from the features. Everybody that did a feature on it killed. Now, real quick, before you go on, listen. Before you go on, so I won't sound biased. Let me take something away from Donda. I didn't like all the features on there. Like you feel me? So like that song, like that's another opinion of mine. Like it's cool to hear. Like I feel like now I need a a, a album executive produced by Kanye that's uh with Lil Baby and The Weeknd on it. Because after Hurricane, that song been on loop for like ever since. Like I've heard that song. So now just because of Kanye, I feel like I need an album from them too. Whose album did we listen to where they they didn't have any features and we're like J Cole? J Cole. Is that the album we listened to? They had no features and we were just kind of like we needed one. 
<laughs> do a whole album with no features at all. But I feel like I, I respect that because the game today is so Wait, real quick, shit. respect what? Features or no features? No features. Okay. You know what I mean? When an artist can stand on his own and still... 17 songs by himself. This is what I'm saying. Like, of course, like, Donda wouldn't have been what it is if um he would have never got their features on there. He would have never had Hurricane sounding like that if Lil Baby and Weekend was on the song. He would have never had Jail sounding like that if Jay-Z wasn't on that song. Like, you feel me? So it's just like... I get it like you know I love those songs because how it came out but on the same note it's just like yeah like I would have personally like personally like to hear that album with less features on it that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it well like, to me it seems like the features sometimes make it better I'm a feature yeah. girl so if, if it just makes the song I, better to me if it comes out right if it's the, the one right thing, person right vibe the one thing I will give to Kanye is the fact that when you look up his uh, album for one ain't no ain't no cover art you don't see who's on the songs. It just says his name. That's true. In the t- in the title of the song, so you don't even know who's on the song. Do you get what I'm saying? So people went in thinking they was gonna just hear Kanye on these tracks. And now when I started hearing people, nah, because they put no, out no, the no, track no, list. I knew it was features. I knew those features, but I thought it was gonna be you know a lot of songs with just him on it. But as I'm listening, I'm like, all right, people starting to pop up. Like who are these people? I'm looking to find them, and I can't even find them. Now I'm just listening to you know understand who I who I, whose voice I recognize. You get what I'm saying? I like the features. I thought kind of that album was great. He was going through something in his life. He got a divorce going through, which is always hard. Do you know what I'm saying? For him, his wife, the kids, his fan. You know what I'm saying? What does he probably have left at this point? He got all this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And nobody shared with anymore. Sure you get what I'm saying? Sure. Then the one he go back to the person that he lost the most is moms. I joined his tough. You know so, that, so I thought it was gonna be an gonna emotional, be emotional album. Yeah. I knew that, that's and that. that's what I like about Kanye when he does an emotional album. is is good. Uh, it was, it was a few emotional songs. It wasn't personally it was emotional. More spiritual to me. Than yeah, emotional. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, like he said, when you know his backstory, when you intertwine those two between the personal and uh, spiritual, it's just like, yo, this man really done been through it, and yeah. he's like, he's he's painting that with his, you know, everything with his soul on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't ever. Doubt Kanye. I always feel like every time he drops music, it always makes a splash in the industry. But I do feel like this generation is like features was big back then. You know what I mean? Like we used to wait. Like yo, yo, imagine if yo, if these two got. Now it's like you know they're gonna be on the track together. But then back in the day, didn't they put out the song first without the feature? And Not then all it the was time. The remix. No. The Not remix. You had to wait for the remix. Not all the time. I mean, but that was really kind of you waited for them to. I mean, that's something like and, the. And 90s, another thing I would say about that too. You had to wait for too, the remix to come out is, for them to have the. For good back feature. in the day, you had to go link with that other artist. To do features together yeah. Y'all got that vibe Of each other Y'all were able to communicate Get that vibe Understand who each other are How y'all You know what I'm saying Back, back in the day when What are you talking about How far back, yeah, how back, how far back <laughs> in the day I'm talking about like 2000s You know what I'm saying Nah they were sending verses At no, that time no, no no They were sending them But a lot of the great songs Everybody was in the, in the studio together You had videos of, of Pac Big All of them in the studio Working together You think yeah. everybody Was in the same studio When they did that Not, Touch It remix Seven different people on it. Ain't nobody. I'm sure they didn't even I, shoot it in the same arena. Everybody had different colors. But that, <laughs> that was a part of the video. That was a theme. No, no, no. But listen to what I'm saying. Now, you feel me? If everybody had it, I'm not, I could be wrong, but if everybody had a different color in their video, I'm sure none of them was in the same 
building. What I, what I will say, I don't think that they all was in the studio at once, but I will say I think that they all was in the studio. At least one of them was in the studio when they did their verse with Busta. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Like, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, yeah. I, probably I missing. Verse, so, I finessed it with, uh, uh, let's say, Papoose. You know what I'm saying? Papoose done. We got him in the bag. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's get the yeah. next artist in here. Yeah. Then after that, follow, follow, follow. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was done like that. Nah, but nah. that's what I was saying either Monday or last week when I was just like, yo, like, I don't get that urge to listen to people. Like, like, big, like big artists don't come together on songs no more. Like when I said the, um, that song with uh, 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 Nothing On Me with Fab, Jewels and Wayne and stuff like that. Like, at that time, that was heavy hitter, heavy hitter, heavy hitter. And then later on that song, we had a song where it was uh, 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 Ice Wear Vizo featuring Lil Baby. And it's just like, it's going to be one big artist and then somebody else that's just like, yo, who the hell is that? Like, it's no longer big names that's coming together like that. No yeah. We're putting yeah, up that big money when, for like, that feature. When we didn't hear about Lil Baby or The Baby and now... They were the little person on somebody else's big song, and they were the little person. Now, you know, the tables turn, and now they're the big artist, and they're bringing up somebody else that's smaller than them. So, you know, it's going to always turn, you know, because there's new artists that we, you know, names I haven't even heard of. And then if, like, we have to, like, the baby seems like now he's going to be old school in a couple of more years. Like, yeah, oh, because school, I feel like... Dirk and all them, they're old school now. We're going to move on to old next generation of artists that are coming out i feel like that's because artists now don't have the same impact on it like you know what i mean they come and go like they yeah, don't true. they don't exactly. leave an impact it. anymore everybody wants to be a rapper you everybody, know what i mean everything is instant noodles now let's just be real like it's <laughs> noodles instant rap. noodles no, think about it the fact that kanye and drake two artists who are seasoned in the game have the biggest album to hit this year yeah. artists that came out when we was kids like that is odd. that's the still the biggest artist yeah. that's crazy i feel you I, crazy. I feel that's you that's what i'm saying in a couple years we're gonna consider them and they still gonna be there like yeah. yo kanye album son i know uh uh lil dookie bag came out <laughs> come on come on kanye. let's talk about lil dookie bag i know that's not a real i know that's not a real rapper name I'm just saying. It could like, be. That's, Relax. That's, that's I'm talking his name like that. Like, you, like <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Well, you know what? Let's get into uh, some of Drake's album. Let's check it out. Because um, I haven't heard it. Like now, I, I like hearing it in the, the studio session. Like I hope let, let let that change my mind, and if it does, I'm gonna be mad because I need bigger speakers. Wait, I'm gonna change the light color was, in here. Wait, hold on. You thought I was just <laughs> right, so. no headphones, and just holding it to my yeah, ear, like, like oh, mm, yeah. oh, oh, snap! I can't handle bass in this, but damn. <laughs> I like the lyrics. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's y'all wrong for that. All right, well, let's get into it. This is the ride along Friday night smoke session. This segment is brought to you by Thoughts Bourbon. Make sure you there. You can catch them at your local stick, uh, liquor store and check out their website, Creole Spirits at k r e y o l spirits dot com. Let's do it. People say it's about time. We say it's about now. Thoughts Bourbon, always in the moment. It's the ride along Friday night smoke session on Rough Riders Radio. Spark something, cause we lit. Yeah. Hey, look, I wish everyone could tell me exactly what they need for me. The first second they speak to me, I'm not with all the secrecy, secretly beefing me behind closed doors, but playing it peacefully for the streets to see my nigga have some decency. 
Don't move like a puto. Could at least keep it a buck like Anton Tacumpo. I made north of the border like Vito Rizzuto. Throwing parties in Miami, they loving us mucho. With the whole ratio, I'm like David Caruso. There's a mass shortage of people giving me kudos. I've been doing this since T-Pain was pouring us nouveau. You tell them I run the country, they'll say Trudeau. Poppy, chulo, gripping, culo. And I got the flows, niggas still like boot toes. You boys reaching new lows. Letting me take the rap for that cash for the ghost shit while you finding all of the loopholes. You niggas move too cold. See the watch collection and assume I got time because of the Ruby Rose two tone. I switch it to the one I call R.P. Nipsey because I swear to God the bezel got 60 of them blue stones. Maybe I'm getting two stone. Calico the marble for my tombstone. Here lies a nigga that never lied in his new song Or any of his old songs They sing them shits like folk songs Kumbaya, Boombaye Know the house, stay on me Bad bitches tryna come through and lay on me Tryna get the Earl Grey on me But I ain't really into talking names Only tea you getting from me is one for the walk of shame Heart is on my sleeve and my body is in the hall of fame High fashion and my life is full of climaxes And my wishes come true without blowing eyelashes Up at Brown Crib, fishbowl wine glasses That's how we passing time, hundred thousand on the line At the table praying banker shows a natural nine It never happens half the time, I lose the nights and still a vibe That's the things I accept You over there in denial, we not neck and neck It's been a lot of years since we seen you coming correct Man, fuck her respectfully, I just want my respect They try to label me mean, I say what I mean People that could have stayed on the team, they played in between Clouds is hanging over you now, cause I'm reigning supreme Some of these niggas say what they mean, it ain't what it seems Had to pull my niggas out the mud like I'm training marines You niggas hot to them little kids, you ain't famous to me Told you I'm aiming straight for the head, not aiming to please I could give a fuck by who designing your sneakers and tees Have somebody put you on a guild and you play with my seed Trust me, there's some shit you really gotta come see to believe That's why your people not believers, they all leaving you That's why you buying into the hype that the press feeding you You know the fourth level of jealousy's called media Isn't that an ironic revelation? Get that address to your driver, make it your destination Instead of just a post out of desperation It's me reaching the deepest state of my meditation Why you over there trying to impress the nation? Minds running wild with the speculation Why the fuck we peacemaking doing the explanations If we just gonna be right back in that bitch without hesitation But let me digress on behalf of the association I'll play it cool with you Denmark A nigga like Copenhagen See they getting loose with the line like open cages In a lot Ferrari my emotions racing Dance not a condo ocean bathing Niggas texting bro but we are not a no close relation I was down to get these niggas credit but hold the payment Somehow I'm the greatest in the game in my own amazement The greatest in the world, there's no debating You boys bout to will me to defeat like we rollerblading Far as the Drake air, man, we in the golden ages Look at the total wages and look at the heroes falling for grace in they older ages If we talking top three, then you been sliding a third like stolen bases Toss around rollies with the frozen faces They used to tell me back in the day, boy, you going places Never understood why I could really take it Yo Too sexy for your girl, too sexy for this world, too 
Too sexy for this ice, too sexy for that jack, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for this chain, too sexy for your game, too sexy for this fame, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for the trap, too sexy for that cap, too sexy for that jack, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright, that's fine, okay, okay. I'm feeling too sexy to accept requests. And I'm way too sexy to go unprotected And she popped a Tesla, now she gonna let you Okay, alright, that's fine, okay Think we got too sexy for that metro houses Diamond popped out, almost swallowed 60,000 Section need more things in here, I like it crowded hey. Whoa, whoa, yeah, I like it crowded Oh, you like the boy, well tell me what you like about him You a turk, a little thotty, ain't no wife about it I'ma fuck her friends and send her back to Metro housing Yeah, I'm too sexy for this sir Too sexy for your girl Too sexy for this world Too sexy for this life Too sexy for that jack Yeah, yeah I'm too sexy for this chain Too sexy for your game Too sexy for this fame Yeah, yeah, I'm Too sexy for the trap, too sexy for that cap, too sexy for that jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pop out, get ghosts on the bitch, you don't know where I went. Pay for all my dogs, all my niggas behind the fence. Dripping in and I just feeling in a new designer gear by Coastal. Pay attention to the detail, going two-tone on choker. Young niggas always ready to murk, some call them some smokers. Young niggas have emotion, don't make sure the car gets Hit a 360 windmill when I left the scene That's that action, her best work on her knees Too sexy for this cash, too sexy for this serve Too sexy for these pills, I'm too sexy for this I get cash wherever I fly, got bitches sexing on me Money, cars, and all the jewelry make a bill of 60 I get cash wherever I fly, got bitches sexing on me Yeah, I'm Too sexy for this sir, too sexy for your girl, too sexy for this world, too sexy for this ice, too sexy for that jack, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for this chain, too sexy for your game, too sexy for this fame, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for the trap, too sexy for that cap, too sexy for that jack, yeah, yeah. Too sexy yeah. to count. Fitty, yeah. my neck, yeah. Bugatti, yeah. red diamond, yeah. spaghetti. Ooh. This paper, I shredded, yeah. I swindled, yeah. no sweating. Yeah. I saw you yeah. begging, oh. God damn you pity. I ain't done spinning, yeah. no pin pinch, I spin it. Spin. Bags in that, my man ain't gon' steal it. Hundred bags for. Maybe young hoes wish they was rich A green gators, they look like a switch Giorgio, I spit 26 licks Oh, too sexy, my neck But get it, molest me Caress me, I'll let you Today ski, I've been kicking shit My needle, prosthetic I pray to the chopper On my pillow, too fairy Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, stay in the 
that you dress cause it's see-through Yeah, talking all the shit that you done been through Yeah, say that you a lesbian, girl, me too Hey, girls want girls where I'm from, hey, well, yeah Girls want girls, well, hey, well, yeah Girls want girls where I'm from, yeah, yeah Girls want girls, well, hey, well Girls want girls where I'm from, hey Can I play a player, baby? I grew up with Dre and Faze I done seen the realest ones come and leave a crazy way Had to take my spot, it wasn't something they just gave away Sorry to all my fans, they might have caught me on a crazy day Fuck you niggas thinking, trying to block me on a fadeaway I been on that shit, I only vibe with a payday Say you go that way, I guess we both go the same way Girls want girls where I'm from Yeah, yeah, where we both from, hey And you just got to Miami, need hotel rooms Niggas told you that they love you, but they fell through So you shot in 42, cause you, hey And you throwing on that dress, cause it's see-through Yeah, talking all the shit that you done been through Yeah, texting me and say I need to see you I don't know I don't know I might come, I might go, I don't know I don't know I might come, I might go, I don't know Staying at your dress, cause it's see-through Yeah, talking all the shit that you done been through. Yeah, say that you a lesbian, girl, me too. Hey, girls want girls where I'm from. Yeah, well, girls want girls where I'm from. Girls want girls where I'm from. Yeah, girls want girls. Hey, yeah, girls want girls where I'm from. My girl got a girlfriend. Ain't trying to be out of shape. What's the elbow on them curls? Then them gym don't work in surgery. I'll pay for that, my courtesy. Can't imagine no bitch curving me. I put in that work overly. I handle business. They got matching beans and matching AP. Now they can really call each other twins. I'm cool with all the owners, they love me. So they gon' let us in and bring all of your peers to look better with more people. We got 1942 cars, amigos, it's getting heated. They gotta follow us in the Uber, my car filled up with shooters. It be lights, camera, action when you with us, it's a movie. I don't try my cool to house parties, I'm tryna leave with two of them. Um, yeah. Don't nobody know the shit that we do. She like eating pussy, I'm like me too. Wait to get out work to go and see you Please bring your girlfriend along with you Y'all been on my mind too much like What the fuck is wrong with me? She said it's something about the way your girl just makes her feel Whatever you been dreaming about I swear to make it real Just run around the town with me Then come lay down I with me I don't know I don't know I might come, I might go I don't know At your dress, cause it's see through. Yeah, talking all the shit that you done been through. Yeah, say that you a lesbian, girl, me too. Hey, girls want girls where I'm from. Hey, well, yeah, girls want girls where I'm from. Yeah, girls want girls. Hey, well, girls want girls where I'm from. But I know you wanna fall with the gang, and I know you wanna find us a thing. Asking me about sex, setting it down Cause you know that things are going my way They know it's the ride along when we come through your speakers On Rough Riders Radio I think that's what life is about Fully finding yourself and then closing your eyes and dying in your sleep. Lifted all my days, my dreams are vivid colors. Mm. 
The jet is loaded, man, we take a trip, we fly by No stresses on my brain, no worries here, I'm chosen Made another way, my nigga, watch me go shine When I close my eyes, my world comes alive Girl Info is Friday Night Smoke Session 40 Hetero 
Finkster, Westchester chapter, and we had a, a, a surprise visit from Hezzy. Welcome back for like five minutes. Congratulations. Um, so we have a guest in the building. Real quick. What? How did you like that Drake album? You know. All right, my bad. <laughs> my bad. We were sitting, we were sitting, really li- like giving it a listen, and mm-hmm. it was, it was slow. It's drag, it drags. Yes. How'd you like it? It was alright. Oh. You know. <laughs> You're like that's what I thought. Okay. Take, take another listen. We could keep listening. Yeah, we 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 gonna keep roll. listening. Yeah, if I'm sorry, I know we gotta get into the guests, but if you have to have something grow on you, I'm not I'm not here for it. <laughs> I'm not. Like I don't want anything to grow on me. When you got your braids, did you instantly like them or did they have to grow on? Instantly, because this is what I wanted to do. Oh, that is. This is what I wanted to do. That's exactly. I didn't expect to get braids in my joints to be like how they are. I knew I was going to have to go through the little worms. Uh, that's something like I wanted look? to do. Yeah, what the fuck? It's something I like wanted to do. What the that's hell? all I'm going to say. You didn't like it through every stage. How are you comparing Drake's album to his hair braids? <laughs> and the stages we, of his braids. I, I forgot exactly how we got there, but we got there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we got a guest. <laughs> yes, we do. Welcome, Erica Hansen, to the Ride Along Friday Night Smoke Session. So great to be here. So we're going we're gonna, to give you a little introduction. Uh-huh. She is the TV producer. Emmy nominated, Emmy award winning. No, nominated. Nominated twice, yes. twice, <laughs> which is but amazing. not winning yet. <laughs> um, she Congrats is behind um, Rough Riders Chronicles, uh, Death Row Chronicles, um, uh, behind the music, uh-huh. reboot. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of other shows that you've seen on uh, Food Network. It was a DC Cupcakes, um, Undercover Nightmares, boss. Oh, Undercover Boss, Kitchen all kinds Nightmare. of stuff. Yeah, so welcome, Erica. Well, it's awesome to be here, especially in such a historic place. Powerhouse Studios, where it all began. I'm in... I can't believe I'm in the pit. <laughs> You're in the pit, Erica. That's, uh, let's, yeah, I hope, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, Rough Riders Chronicles, honestly, it means so much to me to be here because I've, I've been blessed to produce many different kinds of shows, and Rough Riders Chronicles uh, was truly one of the most extraordinary experiences I've had personally and professionally, and to be able to it's you know it's uh to have to have the opportunity to tell that story and to meet you know and spend time with Wa and Dee and the Rough Riders family and the artist um uh it was extraordinary it's quite a story so um, let's go back kind of let's start a little bit from the beginning yeah. of who Erica Hansen is and how did you you're a tv producer television producer and how did you get into that like how did that start to where you are now uh, such a great question. Well, growing up, I wasn't allowed to, we weren't allowed to watch TV. My mom was a teacher, and there were five kids, and she was very strict about television. You had to read, you, or go out and play, or but no TV. But, so I um, didn't want watch a lot of TV growing up, and uh, my father was in the Navy, so we moved all over the world almost every year. I lived in a different city. Oh, wow. um, we lived in... In, the, in Japan, Taiwan, I lived in Brazil. Um, we just were always moving for his job. Mm-hmm. And the reason I mention that is I think in many ways it's why I do what I do. Because growing up, you know, you're always the new kid, the new kid in school. I went to a Brazilian school and there were no other Americans there and I didn't speak Portuguese. So you, you observed and you learned quickly how to 
what that world was all about. And then by the time you became a part of that world, you had to leave. Um, And in many ways, when I work, when I produce a story, you know, I, for example, Rough Riders, I did that for a year and, you know, become so, I was so embraced and part of the family to tell that story. And then you move on. And and um, I think a lot of those skill sets of observing and telling a story, but um, I got into television because um, I was in college and I studied liberal arts and my father was in the Navy and he had just retired early and he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do next. He had a, um, and he was at CNN doing on-air commentary um, on military issues, you know, okay. like, um, and so he said to me, um, I was waitressing that summer to make money and he said, you should come down and see what I do. So I went to CNN in DC where we lived and I found it fascinating. And I was an intern, then I applied for an internship and, um, it all sort of started in that, um, sort of that excitement about, a story that you you know you just are constantly learning you know that being able to be exposed to a world you didn't know or a story you had no idea and I found that really fascinating so I um, interned at CNN and then um, started working in DC as a researcher at a uh, and that led to working at the Olympics because I speak Portuguese and Spanish so I ended up working for ABC at the Olympics and that led to coming to New York and I work for TV Globo, Brazil's big television network and um, telling stories for TV Globo because I speak Portuguese. So um, so I learned a lot about producing um, with uh, TV Globo in New York. And uh, so every, I've always been freelance and so, um, you know, always, always seeing what's out there, what would be an interesting story to tell. So, for people that don't know, what exactly is a television producer? Oh, that's a um, that's a great question. Um, so, traditionally, what a producer does, or what I do, whether I'm um, a producer is someone who comes up with a creative vision for the what, how are you going to tell the story? Okay. Um, then, working with a team to figure out how you're going to shoot it. Who do you need to interview? So for Rough Riders, you know, I didn't know a lot about Rough Riders before I started. So it was figuring out, okay, who are we going to interview? We interviewed more than 60 people for Rough Riders. Yeah, you did. And then doing the research, you know, how are we going to tell that story? Um, and then figuring out, you know, who you're going to interview, what are you going to shoot to help tell the story? Then it's over, then writing the story, um, and then well, doing the interviews, <laughs> writing the story, and then overseeing the edit. So, okay. you know, to really see it all the way through, um, that's sort of from beginning to end. And there are, but it's a village, it takes a team. So there's a lot of people that support, um, you know, support that um, process. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, the people, so, when you're looking at a story, like mm-hmm. like you say, for instance, you you want you're doing like you did the um, Death Row Chronicles mm-hmm. that I was over the edit of that. So, so what I, makes you pick that type of script or that that type of story? Like, what made you go to that? Because you also we were talking about behind the music. You mm-hmm. know, you're working with the reboot of reboot of that that's coming out. Yeah. So what got you into like telling those stories of music? Music. Well, it's interesting. That's I. Um, 
Behind the Music started in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And it was such a great concept because it was taking an in-depth look on great artists. And when, when you think about anyone who's um, been, you know, an artist that has achieved so much, um, they usually have a pretty fascinating story. You know, what shaped them? What, um, what were their influences? Like I did, I was really fortunate to have the opportunity to do Bob Marley's Behind the Music. He had passed away, but that was my first documentary. And um, by, you know, at that point, but I spent so much time with the Marley families. I, you know, with, um, I took his mother, Mother Booker, to Nine Mile, where he was from, a little village um, in the countryside. Uh, in Jamaica. I went to Trenchtown, a very tough part of town where he grew up. I took his mother there. And, and it's, you know, what, when you start to look at what were the things that influenced him, you know, what were his, um, what shaped him? You know, his father was white, his mother was black, his father wasn't a part of his life. You know, the, the influence of the music at that time. Um, all those things, what drives him? You know, what what was it that drove him? And um, I think music, what I love about music is that it adds a whole other layer of telling that artist's story. So that like DMX for Rough Riders, you know, I was so fortunate to have the opportunity to spend probably six hours with him over two evenings to really listen to his story mm -hmm. and talk to him about his music. and. When you use music as a device for storytelling, it adds a whole other dimension. Sure. I mean, you think of slipping, you know, slipping, it's, and, and as he said, my music is my life. It tells my stories. So if you can use that as a layer of storytelling so that you don't have to write something or hear something, it, it adds a whole other dimension to the story. So I think I really was drawn to be able to use music in storytelling. So what what drew you to Rough Riders? Like, how did you say, okay, I'm gonna do, like I said, yeah. you did Death Row, and what, what um, made you go to Rough Riders? Well, it's interesting. The company that I, um, the company I w work for, doing Rough Riders, their name is Creature Films, and they they have a, have a, a part of Eaton. And um, I've known the founders of that company for many years. We all did behind music together. And so they know that I'm also very drawn to emotional storytelling mm -hmm. and transformative storytelling and really, um, and love working with music. So they, uh, I had through them, um, Death Row Chronicles was an opportunity and you know, that's a pretty fascinating story. Yeah, definitely. And so I had a great experience doing that. Um, and then that led them to say, we'd love for you to do Rough Riders. And you know, I knew a bit about Rough Riders, but not that's a five-part documentary series, so yeah, it's pretty cool. in depth. And um, and I think when I think of why that story I was so drawn to, you know, after spending time with Wa and D and the Deans, you think about that, um, the themes of family, of struggle, of survival, of music, of being that entrepreneurial um, you know how, how what it took for Juan D to get off the streets with Siobhan and then move into into music how they did that what drove them you know that work ethic it yeah. really struck me that 
Juan D said they ran powerhouse like they ran the block. It was 24 seven. So that work ethic, you know, of just never stopping. Swizz said he had a, he had a blister on his shoulder from like sleeping on the floor. He just like never left. No, yeah, and, that's um, right here, right here, yeah, which is like so much history. And yeah. um, so I, I just, and I found the story incredibly inspiring, you know, and and then um, and then the music and the impact of the music, um, you know, on so many different levels. Uh, so it was a story. And I think one of the things that I loved about Rough Riders is really finding that emotional component mm -hmm. to the story. That's you true. know, D DMX, I've interviewed many people in my life and that had to be one of the most moving experiences I think I've ever had. And I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you yeah. what was the most. Yeah. He, um, I think because he was so, um, I don't think I've ever met anybody who was so honest mm -hmm. and so real in what he was saying and didn't hide anything and so vulnerable and open to when he remembered his mother kind of abandoning him in, mm -hmm. at a children's village, uh, a home for troubled kids. He I used to work there. I know, he used I know. to work there. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. He started to cry. Yeah. It just was overwhelming for him to remember that moment. Mm -hmm. And but at the same time, he could then switch and be so intense yeah. with the energy <laughs> of remembering him and Swizz getting into all sorts of trouble. Right, exactly. You yeah. know, while they were making that first album. And um, so he, you know, he was very, his intensity and his um, uh, honesty. And um, I felt like I was on a journey yeah. talking to him. And I like the way you said that, the way you guys told that story. Because you didn't just have them sitting there interviewing and just telling a story. Like, you actually showed the story. Like, you had a character that played Wah, that played D, you played DMX and all, at Swiss Beat. And you actually showed, you know, picturing the story they're telling in the studio, in the cab, and all these different situations. I love how you told that story. Oh, and yeah. A lot of people were commenting on, you know, social media as, you know, because Rough Riders was all of the members were watching it together. We were all watching it together. Really? Kind of around the nation. Like it went oh, viral. Oh, I love that. So we were all commenting and talking about it and that exact scene that you are talking about, like everybody in that moment was like, I'm in tears. Like it was so moved, everybody was so moved by his story that they, you know, it was so relatable in what people have gone through and like yeah. our Westchester chapter has done community service at that home. So, you know, we've dealt with the children there and things like that. So, like, just to, you know, be up that and be able to hear his story and, you know, hear, hear his, his emotions and his feelings and his struggle because we've all, that's why people took his death so hard. Oh, no. Because, you know, he's from this community, he's from Yonkers. And so, people could just, the men and, you know, the young men in the community just could relate to him and, yeah. you know, they grew up with him. And so, it meant so much to all of us just to have him around and then to lose him so early on, you know, early in age, you know, because 50 is not that old. Not that old. And then, you know, to mm. now just try to like pick up the pieces because it was a, that was a major loss for everybody. I can't but I'm even... so glad that that story was told. 
That, I, I, when you think about it, um, it was so fortunate that there was that window of time mm -hmm. when we were able to do that. And even though I, as I mentioned, only spent, I don't know, maybe a total of 10 hours with him in my life, he had a huge impact on me. And his being that honest about his struggle as a child and what he had to overcome and survive, I, I was deeply moved by that. And, um, and I, it made me, uh, I get emotional thinking about it. My, I even, even now feel emotional because um, I think about, and he said it was a blessing, you know, through that curse of what he had to experience, it was a blessing, mm -hmm. you know, that, um, and I just was so inspired by um, that outlook yeah. and uh, admired him. And because of the story, he said he was able to reconcile with his mom and, and, and understand what she was going through in, in that time, why she had to make those decisions for him in his life. And it, you can tell, even as a grown man, it still hurt him. It still, like, touched him, you know, yeah. in a way that, you know, that probably could have never really been fixed, you know, because he didn't understand at the time, so. But there was one other story that I really resonated with me, and he described a very difficult summer he had um, as a child, and he was in his room for days, and he looked at his zipper, and he said, but I, you know, I, to pass the time, I would look at my zipper and I pretend it was a fire engine and he said I read every book in my room over and over and over and he said if I hadn't had that experience it's where my imagination began and his love of words and even just a few weeks ago I was up at Sedgwick um, for the um, event where um, Wa was honored for his humanitarian and community right, work yeah, yeah. and his son Exodus the, his five I, I took these pictures because he was writing the letters of the alphabet and words for an hour nonstop. And I kept thinking about what Earl said about his love of words. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. He loved words. And then here I am watching his son carefully write all these for I was and he said his favorite letter is A. <laughs> so, <laughs> though then he ran off and I couldn't ask him why. <laughs> So I kind of got a, a, a late question. Um, you was talking about earlier about what drove these uh, artists like Bob Marley and other people to do what they do. And I know you did mention that all it took was um, your dad was to uh, bring you to CNN and for you to see what it was and for you to fall into fall in love to do what you do you know once you know once you know but what really drove you specifically to really be like okay this is it because um i'm sure that was was that the only thing was you interested in at that time yeah you know i really didn't know what i wanted to do in college you know i studied liberal arts like history and english and i didn't know what kind of job i had no idea and when i went to that internship and it sparked, I thought, wow, it is so interesting because every story as an intern that I was assigned to a reporter to help do research or whatever they asked me to do, I was like, I was learning. Like every story was different. And I thought, wow, this is kind of cool that you can meet people from all these different worlds, all these different topics, and I'm learning every day, every day. And as an intern, I made a lot of mistakes because at CNN back then, the interns did everything and so you know those when you see a reporter and they have the 
the flash box, cards. You know, the little box next yeah. to the graphic box. Uh, I always would pan the camera the wrong way and cover the anchor's face up with the graphic <laughs> box. And the director was so calm. He'd like, no, Erica, the other way. But um, so it was that being exposed to always learning. And then also, I think as my career progressed, it really solidified. So I worked when I moved to England, um, you know, I worked in sports and I found it fascinating for a year and a half to profile some of the iconic athletes in the world, current and former, and what drove them to truly be the very best in the world. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think I just found it so stimulating that I felt very alive, that I kept meeting people uh, I spent time with Vasily Alexeyev. He was a great weightlifter in Russia. I, um, I just met so many people who were do such different things. And, um, you know, what I think that inspired me. And it also inspired me, drove me. And actually, I said this to Wa when I first met him. I said, I have a huge moral responsibility to tell your story and my team, the team, our team, to do it the right way because it's your story and so that drives me because I want to tell your story the right way because it's a big responsibility it's huge responsibility and that yeah. drives me and that I meant a lot to me with Rough Riders because you know it's a lot of people yeah. so besides uh, Rough Riders because I heard you emphasize on that I'm sure every moment is fantastic and amazing I can't even begin to imagine what was one of the first big whoa moments for you that you was that you realized that you was no longer just interning that you're actually in this now? Oh, I just had a memory. Just no one's ever asked me that. Just popped in my head right now. Um, I my very first shoot that I ever did by myself without you know a ball. I think I was 26. And I was working in sports in London and I was my boss said, you're ready. You're going to go to Italy and you're going to profile. His name's Reinhold Messner. And he was an extraordinary mountaineer. He had climbed all the 8,000 meter peaks, the highest mountains in the world wow. without oxygen and with by himself and a Sherpa, like two of them. <laughs> and usually you're on big expeditions. So I go, he lives in a castle in Northern Italy in these mountains. And I had never done a shoot by myself. And I wanted to get what we called B-roll, you know, things that right. yeah. illustrate right. Right. a person's story. So for Rough Riders, it was the motorcycle chapsters mm -hmm. and yeah. Rough Riders for the Rescue. Mm -hmm. So for Reinhold Messner, he had just started riding horses. I mean, and, and, and also I shot him climbing and with his kid just to show his life. And the horse spooked and ran, I've never seen this, ran like right into a... Uh, the side of like a cliff of, of a of a rock and I was like oh my gosh I just did a shot with the greatest mountaineer of all time and he may have broken his knee <laughs> and, but I it, that shoot was like and I remember calling my boss saying oh my gosh I may have just broken the kneecap of the greatest mountaineer in the world and it can never <laughs> climb again um, but that shoot um, was such a huge responsibility I really felt the responsibility of telling you know of uh, wow it's up to it's my this is up to me you know I've got to figure out what to ask him what to shoot it's my responsibility to figure out how to tell his story yeah. and then I was very worried that I just ruined his career but um, 
it's uh, <laughs> that was a really defining moment where I was like, I'm on my own. It's up to me, and I better get it right. And I made a mistake. <laughs> now, when you say responsibility, do you uh, sometimes equate that to pressure in a way? Yeah, there is. Uh, that's you know. Uh, in production, there can be a lot of pressure, you know, because there's pressure of meeting your deadlines, of staying on schedule, of booking all the interviews, of um, there's a lot of pressure, you know, of hitting hitting deadlines. You know, you're dealing with a lot of content yeah. and you're overseeing a team that's help. you know, that's where it's, it's a team. And how do you motivate, the t- uh, bring the team together so that we all are telling the best story and... Um, and I think also on shoots, when you're in the field, it can get intense because there's a lot going on. But I have two friends who are former Navy SEALs, and they have some great phrases. Um, calm is contagious and panic is contagious. So I always try to remember that when I'm in the field and there's a lot going on. If I'm calm, everybody else will be calm. If I panic, then everybody else can panic and that's not a good recipe for success no it's not panic don't ever panic (laughs) but it's hard sometimes in the field you you, you feel the pressure you know you got to get everything shot and you feel that pressure yeah but i'm sure like that was just something i just wanted to know but in all reality i'm pretty sure all in all to you that is more of an excitement and an enjoyment for you oh i love it more than anything else Yeah. yeah I can only it. imagine because that's something that's just like it's like a two for one like you know you're doing something that you uh love first and foremost because nobody wants to be doing anything that they don't want to do regardless of who they meet but then that's the cherry on top for you you get to actually meet a lot of these people and then on top of that be the one responsible for getting the story out correct the way you do so yeah that's a great That's way to put it. And you know what? My parents always, they always encourage that to lo- really pursue what you love. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, that that's, that's the most important thing. And um, to then make a living doing something that you love if you can. And I feel very fortunate that um, I really do love what I do, even though it's a lot of work. But it doesn't really feel like work because I really you love, love doing it. Love yeah, doing it. Love it. You know? I love doing it. I'm sure that if you didn't love it as much as you do, would you really, would, would you have toughened it up and been like, oh, I'm about to get to meet this person and that person, or would you just would have find something that you love doing? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, um, you know, there are moments where you, I can feel, um, like to be honest, before interviewing DMX, I was a little nervous. You, you didn't know, know what to expect? Yeah. You know, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> what like? You know, I, I really, I, I had heard that he, you know, didn't really enjoy doing, I really tried to make it a conversation versus mm-hmm. like an interview. And, um, but I was, um, you know, cause you want to, you want to do a great job, right? And I want him to enjoy the experience and have a good conversation. And it really was, it turned out, I, I really, it, it was an amazing experience, but there are moments where, um, you think, oh gosh, can I do this? Can I really do a great job? And but I think that also that adrenaline is a good thing, right? Right? Because right? mm-hmm. it lifts you. The thing about X is that um, 
he was only like that with people that he had to be like that with mm. you know he recognized that you was wholesome as he was so of course uh. there was no reason for him to oh. you know but even though that's still like you know like a great thing to even because i'm pretty sure that anybody who haven't recognized that would be not even excited or not know what to expect. Some people were just straight up scared. And it's just like, well, maybe you should be if you feel like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when he recognized when people was just like, you know, he's not gonna, you know, God rest his soul, you know? Yeah. It has to be challenging to go to different places and meet different types of people and be in different types of environments. That 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 has to be a lot, you know? Like, for, for me, like, just being from New York and I go to certain parts of New York, I, I got to be like, what's going on? You know, so for you to be going Italy. so many different places <laughs> and meeting so many different people and just be able to still, you know, compose yourself and be able to, you know, get your questions off and feel comfortable and get them to feel comfortable and getting all that done is amazing. Oh, thank Very you. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Very thank amazing. Thank you for saying that. I um, And, you know, it kind of goes back to when I was saying I grew up moving all the time because... I think that helped me, yeah. you know, to you go from with anybody around one, anybody. Yeah, really. You can talk to anybody from a very young age. Yeah, really. That's um, a big deal. So I really appreciate your saying that because it helped. It's for. It, it's a reminder that oh wow I. <laughs> I do have some skill sets. <laughs> Speaking well, of that, you were nominated for two Emmys. Oh, How did that feel? Um, pretty incredible. And yeah. those two, one was Bob Marley, which was truly one of the most extraordinary experience I had. That and Rough Riders, honestly, are two people often say, which, what, of all the different stories you've told, which ones really resonate? And to be honest, it was the Bob Marley behind the music and Rough Riders are my two yeah. um, that I really love. And um, uh, and uh, Undercover Boss, I was nominated for that. I, that was a big team effort. That's a great show. Like I love how that show ends. <laughs> oh. and it's always the the boss like coming back and giving back to the people that he had spoken to or he or she had spoken to, and realized how much they really like, you know, enjoyed their job and gave you know sacrificed a lot for themselves to be at this job every day. And you see those boss, the, you know, those employers give back to them and. Like get them a car, get them a house, you know, just to help. We all that is cry. moving. I, I every time I watch, I'm like, oh my God, it's so sweet. You know? All the producers, we all cried in those moments. They were so moving, mm -hmm. and um, but I wanted to do that show, work on that show because I'm fascinated by great leaders. Yeah. What is it? What 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 does it take to be a great boss? Yeah. Not everybody is, and what are the qualities? And so I was lucky. I got to work with a lot of CEOs, who they weren't used to having someone like me say okay I have to meet you at 5 in the morning because we have to put your disguise on <laughs> and I right, come in yeah. and put the mustache yeah. on and their wig on and they're like Erica I haven't been used to being told what to do <laughs> I, I want to ask a question about an episode yeah. I believe it was um, I think it was Models or Dicks or something like that uh, with the lady and uh, you know the, the boss always comes in as a new hire or something like that so he came, she came in as a new hire and she did an amazing job like explaining everything down to the T. You get what I'm saying? Explaining the rule book, everything. And he was just amazed. And then, you know, they started sharing a story. He gave his, you know, his fake story. And then she gave his real story and talked about how, like, uh, she was, like, homeless at a point and, and, and had her kids in the car. And, the, and he was so overwhelmed about how professional she still carried herself yeah. with all that going on. I believe he gave her a raise or something like that after that. Oh, yeah. I didn't work on that one. I remember that episode. But, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that that episode. That's what made me really watch the show. Like, yeah, when usually when I watch shows like that, it takes one good episode. If I see a clip of some, and I'll be like, oh nah, this show seems like it's dope. And like, it grew on you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it grew on me. It grew on me. You know what I'm saying? It takes some. <laughs> That we were careful on that. The the person who created that show, Stephen Lampert, he was he was kind of genius. But he, though the bosses, they never, we never told them much about who they were going to meet the employees because we wanted them to discover it themselves. Yeah. So it was really real. So they really discovered. You know, they didn't know anything about, and so they would discover it in in real time, real time. and you could see how moved they were because yeah. some of the stories were just. But that that they would look they the um, that show looked so hard to find those great employees who had such inspiring stories of yeah. overcoming adversity. Often, it was some bad ones too. It, it, it was a guy. <laughs> nah, it was a guy inside like some type of um, like Home Depot type store, you know, hardware store. And he was like giving him the tour. He was like, "Yeah, you don't even gotta put this back." And just threw it to the side. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking like, "Oh, <laughs> all right." But you know, me watching the show, I'm like, "Bro, that's your ball." I just told to myself, "Like, bro, that's your ball." It's like he just, yeah, do this. And he's like, oh, "Okay, you know, all right, is your boss okay with this?" He was like, "He don't ever come in." <laughs> So, I don't know. That show was really good. I did yeah, enjoy I like that, that show. One. So, I, I do got uh, a two-part question before yeah. you. Um, we, we got time, right? We have time. Okay. So, um, do you necessarily aim to do specific things or do it come to you? Oh, that's a really good that's question. A really good question. That, is, that was on my list. Is there anybody in the future that you're thinking about oh. that you actually want to... Not saying that you wasn't interested in doing anybody, but somebody that's actually on your radar, like if I could just get my hands on this one person. Right. That no, that is a really and good And to qu- add on to his question, because uh-huh. I know you're working on the behind the music mm-hmm. reboot and who you're gonna be working on with in that as well. So oh that, right. That yeah. No, those are all great. Well, I actually I've thought a lot about that question in my career. And the first one? The first one. Okay. About being proactive or reactive. And I think like Many times, to be honest, I've been reactive. So opportunities come my way and then I react to them because I'm interested in them. And it's a great, you know, I really enjoy it. Sometimes I think, and it's actually been phenomenal because I've been offered many interesting kinds of shows from, um, you know, before Rough Riders, I did a documentary series on a young woman who had uh, multiple personality disorder, which is called dissociative identity disorder. And so that was a whole other journey in my life but I think sometimes um, in retrospect I think it would be I sometimes think being more proactive of pursuing what you want Mm -hmm. is a good strategy and I just to be honest I haven't done that as much because usually I look and see what's out there and then something is a good fit Mm -hmm. versus um, me and often too when you're show running or producing it is such a big job you're you're I'm all in I, I like live eat breathe everything when I'm working on a show so it's really hard to then um, develop or pursue a story that you want to do on your own time because I'm it's so consuming but um, uh, that, that's one I don't know if that answered your question but it it's is. it's sort it of did. a combination it definitely um, did. 
And uh, and behind the music, um, we just uh, I oversaw the relaunch of Behind the Music on Paramount Plus, and so what we did um, is we for that first group of artists, which were seven or eight, except for Fat Joe, we had his own episode. We took artists who had had an episode done before, like I did Buster Rhymes. His episode was 20 years ago. So he, we not only updated his episode, but he looked back on the original episode and commented on it yeah. with a 2021 lens. Um, same, and then it made me think about what you all were talking about, younger artists, to introduce younger artists to behind the, uh, younger viewers to behind the music who hadn't seen the show 20 years ago. We interviewed inspired by artists. So for LL Cool J, his episode, I interviewed Eminem, who was deeply inspired by LL Cool J. Okay. And for Ricky Martin, I interviewed Bad Bunny, because he was deeply inspired by Ricky Martin. Um, we did Duran Duran um, and Mark Ronson. So we were looking at younger artists that could talk about the influence of these. For Buster Rhymes, it was OT Genesis. Um, okay. And uh, his, you know, so OT Genesis was inspired by Busta Rhymes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and how the influence that Busta had on OT. Mm -hmm. So um, it was kind of a fun twist. And now we're, for the next group of artists, we're just waiting for those to get greenlit. And, and the other thing, um, what I love about Behind the Music is it's so many different genres. There was Ricky Martin, Duran Duran. We did New Kids on the Block is this week. Huey Lewis was before Busta, LL. It's it's a wide range of artists, so it's great to work in all those different genres. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, who's who's the most interesting person that you interviewed? Oh, that is a really good question. That's a tough one because um, I've been so fortunate to meet so many interesting people from who do so many different things but we don't want you to skip over anybody but if you yeah i would i will say dmx was probably one of the, the he's gonna he's gonna stand out yeah. he really uh just blew me away i just was so deeply touched by him um and learned so much from him as an artist and as a i, I just as spirit so spiritual i mm -hmm. just was so struck by that but um, I, uh, you know, Reinhold Messner, this mountaineer, I, I'm fascinated by athletes who have been the best in the world and also athletes, I'm sort of fascinated by those who choose sports like mountaineering, which is incredibly, you know, dangerous. Or I did, I spent time with Emerson Fittipaldi and, um, you know, race car, uh, Formula One drivers. And those, those athletes, they they push themselves so hard that they are right on the edge of potentially dying. So Emerson Fittipaldi told me, he was a big race car driver quite a few years ago, but he said the difference between winning, dying, and losing is a half a mile an hour around a curve. <laughs> wow. <laughs> half a mile. You go too fast, you die. You go too slow, you, you lose. lose. You hit it right, you win. There you go. Isn't that it's a, I mean, it's amazing? <laughs> yeah. I was like, and, and Reinhold Messner, this incredible climber, he, he said, a climb doesn't mean anything to me unless I have the potential of dying. And I was like, really? it's the risk. It's the risk. That, the, yeah, That's the, the adrenaline. The adrenaline. The risk, yeah. Franz Klammer, big downhill skier. <laughs> So I found those athletes really fascinating to me. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I, I'm just thinking of behind the music because I just immersed myself in that. Um, you know, Buster Rhymes, constant evolution and uh, transformation. You know, I really was 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 struck by that, and um, both as an artist, physically. You know, he nearly died from not taking care of himself, mm -hmm. and um, and just how he worked through that. And um, but uh, so they all. Um, L. O. Cool J. On his episode, he hadn't done an album in a decade. He said he lost his inspiration after his last album. He didn't. It wasn't well received, and he felt like he had lost his. He had lost that drive, and it wasn't until the last two years with Black Lives Matter and the social injustice and he's like I'm now I need to get back in and do something relevant but he said I asked him are you nervous to get back in the studio and he said I actually am do I have what it takes can I be am I still relevant yeah yeah and he was really I was really um, struck by that to be that honest yeah because I'm, I'm sure they be their their artists as well it's their passion <laughs> to be able to, you know, put it out there for everybody to see and judge because we're critical here of, of music and people put their music out and so I can imagine being that artist and putting their music out. I couldn't, I would be anxiety riddled. Yeah. So what's next for Eric? I know that was, I was just thinking about that. I didn't so, answer so that besides, question. You know, we're, I know you're working on Behind the Music, uh -huh. Relaunch. So what's after that, that so I know you're also you told us when we were on the break that you were working with um, oh Rough Riders in oh, LA. Can we yeah. not talk about it? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's so. not. <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's not. Yeah, then. Let's not. <laughs> um, the um, why well, I do love with Rough Riders helping volunteer with Rough Riders to the Rescue because okay. that is near and dear to my heart. Shout and to um, Rough Riders to the Rescue. And <laughs> yeah, I love that organization. And I also I do definitely would love to and am certainly you know. Um, uh, talk to Wa and Deidre who runs TV and film because I'd love to develop more projects with Rough Riders because it was such an awesome experience and to find other stories I would love yeah. to do that yeah. That would that's number way high on my list and um, while I'm waiting to see if um, the next cycle of artists with Behind the Music I'm also really looking into stories um, that I would find interesting to develop as documentaries. So um, that's the other thing that I feel like um, that's sort of another step that um, I've worked so much, which I love um, producing shows for different companies and networks. Um, and I really would love to you know, pursue and develop ideas that I'm really drawn to mm -hmm. and then be able to execute those. So. Do you prefer like documentaries and that type of storytelling other than somebody writing a script out like sitcom? Yeah, I, I've always been drawn to documentaries. Um, and actually, someone asked me in the very beginning of my career, what, why not do scripted versus documentaries? Yeah. And you know, I just, I just felt really drawn to real people and their stories, and not that scripted is an extraordinary area but I'm really um, amazed by what people have experienced and done and you know it's almost like I just have always liked that mm -hmm. and um, there is writing in documentaries you do you have to structure a script and you know write if there's voiceover that you write it but I've never written dialogue and um, 
I don't know why, but I've just always been drawn to um, uh, stories that have re real stories that have happened yeah. versus yeah. fictionalized one. Making up a story. I hear you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I love interviewing. And I've never, I never, this is like probably the only the second time I've ever been interviewed. So really? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope I'm doing a good job. You're doing a great amazing. job. Great yeah. job, great job. Uh, I've never been on the other side. Listen, you just broke down what a producer was to me. I, yeah. I, I knew what a producer does, but for you to just name everything and just explain how you had to structure everything. Just, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot, yeah. yeah. And, and, no, I, I thought you kind of just pointed your finger like, all right, do this, you do this, this is what we want it to look like, y'all get that done. That's what I thought y'all used to, but it's a lot more than that. She puts a whole team together. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a team. And, and yeah. But you know, the other thing that's really, that's, um, I also, I think, and maybe I got this from my father, which is interesting because he was in the Navy, and you think of the Navy as being very hierarchical, right? Like the Admiral, the Captain's on top, and everybody command, else, chain yeah. of command, which, um, but he also taught me something that um, I'm very, his style of leadership was very collaborative. And I'm very, um, I really love being collaborative. I love to get the ideas from the team. So, um, cause then I take all that in and then we you know, make, make decisions, but I'm, I love the collaborative process so that, um, you know what I mean? But that's uh, teamwork made the dream work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. what. Um, that's what I really love. So. Well, I can't wait to see what else you do next. Thank you. And oh, one more thing. What was it like working with Gordon Ramsay? Because he's one of my. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Oh my I love gosh. him. The he, way he just yells and curses at those chefs, I just—it's the best. He honestly, I've—he's amazing, and he is—he's um, really a producer at heart. And he, in the kitchen, I think chefs in kitchens yell. I, I have seen yeah, that. You know, he thing. does, and in restaurants. He never, ever raised his voice to us in production. But he is a perfectionist. Yeah. So when you work with him, man, he exudes. You do not want to let him down. Like, he has very high expectations because he puts high expectations on himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm I literally saw... watching Master Chef. I, like, I have it like in my DVR. It's like the new episodes. I love it. I watch that show too. Catch a ride with your girl Info every Monday from 8 to 10. Woo! Wednesdays and Fridays, 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Turn up your radio. Ride along on Rough Riders Radio. Yeah. I'm a Chef, all that, the competition, all that. I watch oh, it all. Yeah. I love Cause, it. Listen, because for one, a lot of this food they cook, I ain't never heard of it. I ain't never tasted before, you know. So they just be cooking. I just tune in just to him yell at people. <laughs> and to get their response. Because it be so militant. Like, they don't be wanting to respond. They be just, all right, yes, Chef Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they going about their business. And, like, you know, it's, it's the, the real question I got for you is, is his food good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It He's is amazing. Yes. I've had his food. It's so and, good. Um, I've never had it. I, I want to know, like, you know, like all these famous chefs and all this, you know, their plates be looking delicious. Like, you know, the way it's designed and everything, everything looks amazing. But as far as like the actual taste, is it really that it's good? It's really good. Yeah, he's, he's he has good. he has a lot of high he has really good restaurants and he cares so much about yeah. his food. I mean he's and he's he's very funny. He has a very funny sense of humor. Yeah. And he works hard but he's funny and he he makes you you just don't want to let him down <laughs> you no. just don't i love let him yeah down. i was watching his um his hot ones interview he's like the sweetest dude in the world he's so sweet yeah, yeah. he's super nice yeah, he's very nice he and he's all the little chefs though i just like man that's 
poor thing. All she was trying to do was make her filet mignon. I mean, yeah. cut her some slack. No, I, I don't blame him when he go into those restaurants for the little uh, repairs and all that. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, Kitchen Nightmare. I did Kitchen that's, Nightmare. That's, that's Yo, listen, I was yeah. watching an episode the other day. And he went in there and they had in the freezer in the basement that only one person go down there. They heat the food down there. Like, <laughs> you know, like the clothes uh, drink from back in the day where they was in the wall, bring the clothes up and down. They had one of those and they would send the food down to get heated up and sent back up. He went down there and went through the freezer. It was chicken and water. Ugh. He had caviar from like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. There, I, I've been in some restaurants for Kitchen I did kitchen Nightmares for a few years. You, there were some pretty gnarly. I saw some really scary things uh, in restaurants. That's real? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> none of that. No. Was, <laughs> nah, of you know, that like some of these shows, like they go in there, they be like, I, right, you know what I'm saying? We're going to make this a little extra messy. You know what I'm saying? No, not in Kitchen Nightmares. It, it, nah, <laughs> hell no. That was... <laughs> That was bad. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. You, oh, they didn't, he, he cared about, he wanted it to be, we're documenting, he cared a lot that it was like documenting his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't, all those restaurants, they, that really was that bad. Really? Like I, I saw some pretty ugh, things. See, yeah. and, and now that brings me to another thing. Cause when they used to bring the food out to him, when he so he's like, "All right, give me this, 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 this." They used to bring it out one by one. Yeah. He would try it, and he would eat it, and he would say things that it's no way you should have just known that. He was like, "Oh, this tastes like it's been in the microwave." Go ask, <laughs> go ask the chef if he heated this up. I'm like. Come on, bro. They ain't going to do that. Like, you Chef Ramsay. Who's dumb enough to do that with Chef Ramsay? He was like, no, I'll put it in the microwave. <laughs> like, I'm like, then he'd be like, oh, yeah, this is some, uh, he said, where'd y'all get the dough for this? This is pasty. It's too thick. I'm like, like, and he brings it back and everything is exactly how, it, it's crazy. Oh. Just from the texture, the taste. He, he, he break it down, this. man. Yeah, he, he knows. He's, he's so... never burnt his tongue. Like, his taste buds are still there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this is like what an honor for me to like meet all of you. I'm so I really feel it's really it means a lot to me that you would this want is me an to honor come for us. Big time. Oh. This is so honored. This is yeah. like we might not seem like it, but we're just in the moment right now. No. This is an honor for us. Honestly, special. no, it meant so much to me that I, you would ask and then to be come up to Powerhouse and be here and in this incredible room where so much history has happened and to be with you all who are part of the Rough Rider family like means everything to me. And I want to thank you so much for how you told the Rough Rider story. I've been Mm -hmm. with Rough Riders like 15 years. Wow. And so I've been with the Lifestyles and I told you a little bit about what I do with with, you know I'm the national event coordinator for Lifestyles and things like that so I'm super busy in Lifestyles and you know a lot of things that you didn't know like the the part where they showed the bikes in the, the um Early on, when Wa was riding the bikes, yeah. like you know, I put that scene, you know, put that together. That for was you amazing. Guys. Couldn't you have know, done it without you. I was behind the scenes type of person, and uh-huh. so I just want to thank you so much for the way you showed lifestyles and the way you showed Rough Riders and speaking on the behalf of all the members. Like we were so proud. That made us all so proud of ourselves uh-huh. to be Rough Riders and to see our story and to see our members that we know and know our faces and like. Dude, that's oh, that's that's uh, that's Scorpio, that's Yayi. Like we were so like, oh my God, that's Logan. Did you see me? Everybody's calling me. Did you see me? My mom's uh, like, I just saw your big head in this rough rider. <laughs> what were you doing? You know, like it was everybody was. It just made us so proud 
as Rough Riders to be put on the map and to be recognized for all the work that we've done for like 30 years now. It's yeah. been 30 years. And so I just want to thank you so much for the work Aww. that you put in because you did an amazing, amazing, amazing well, job. And you guys you. went way back. It was truly a team. And uh, and I the other thing that really meant a lot to me, and I've often said this to Watt, um, that you all embrace you know you you welcomed me and the team in to tell your story and I, we never could have done that if if hadn't been that uh it was so collaborative and i loved it and um everyone i met was really special so it was it was a real honor for me to be given the opportunity to tell your story we might have to make you an official rough rider that might be, have to be unique. <laughs> to get you vested or something be well, in the yonkers chapter or the westchester chapter tiny tiny says my name is e-love oh e-love, e-love? <laughs> i like, like that i like it, it. Do, do you mind it e-love you e-love. don't mind it do you no e-love. oh yeah I like e-love that. in the pants <laughs> <laughs> lit <laughs> Once again, thank you so much thank for coming you. to Ride Along, Rough Riders Radio, and you know sharing your story with us because it's an amazing story. And I can't wait to see what else you do. Thank you. And all the documentaries that you're gonna come up with and people you're gonna interview. So like now we know the person behind that, all those stories, and oh. it was it was great to hear your story. Thank you. Well, I thank you for letting me share it. So anytime. So now your family. You yes. You're yes. welcome back anytime. Oh, good. You're official Rough Rider. Thank you. You just got to get your vest. That's all. We'll talk to Bob. We'll, we'll talk we'll to Bob. Yeah. So well, thanks again, so much. Thank you. And we appreciate you coming through. That's awesome. We're thank gonna you. get back to a little bit of more Drake on the way out. Yeah. Don't emphasize me and wait for me to say something. <laughs> the man is great. Did yeah, you, I can't. Wait, I, do you like Drake? Like, will you tell his story? Um, that'd be. I've, I've, I'm sure he has an amazing story. I don't know like, his wow, story well, him. but um, <laughs> honestly, I really I've never found an artist that doesn't have an amazing they story. They all do. They, they all to, do. Yeah. They really do. So you can get the Drake one. Get it. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know. Tell him to call us. Drop the Kanye one a week before, though. <laughs> I, I would agree to both of them, and I'm watching both. I'm, okay. I'm watching both. <laughs> You're all in. All in. All in. All right, this is the Ride Along. Shout out to 40, Finkster, Hetero, Jihad, P1 in the building. We'll call our prospect P1. Shout out to Ran, Hezzy, everybody that came through Friday night, Smoke Session. We're going to get into some more of Drake's album. And, you know, everybody have a good night and be safe. Oh, happy Labor Day. Enjoy yeah. your holiday oh, weekend. Yeah, this Monday. All right. Bye. It's YCO Rough Riders. Check out Rough Rider Radio. Ride along show, misinfo. Love is love. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Feeling young, but they treat me like the OG. And they want the tea on me, I swear these bitches nosy. Said he put some money on my head, I guess we gon' see. I won't put no money on his head, my niggas owe me. I gotta be single for a while, he can't control me. Uno those traits in a race, they can't hold me. And I show my face in a case, so you know it's me. Imitation is a flattery, it's just annoying me. And I'm too about it. And the dirt that they do on my name turn to soil, and I grew up about it. Time for y'all to figure out what y'all gon' do about it. Big wheels keep rolling, rolling. I'm outside, 29, G5, Seaside. I've been losing friends and finding peace. 
But honestly, that sound like a fair trade to me If I ever heard one and I'm still here outside Frontline, Southside I've been losing friends and finding peace Honestly, that sound like a fair trade to me Look, don't invite me over if you throw another pretty party Looking back, it's hard to tell you where I started I don't know who loved me, but I know that it ain't everybody I can never love her, she a busybody Baby, if you want me, can't be turning up with everybody Nah, can't be fucking on this anybody Yeah, I got feelings for you, that's the thing about it Yeah, you know that it's something when I sing about it Yeah, mama used to be on disability But gave me this ability And now she walking with her head high and her back straight I don't think you feeling me, I'm out here Being everything they said I wouldn't be or couldn't be I don't know what happened to them guys that said they would be I said, see you at the top and they misunderstood me I hold no resentment in my heart, that's that maturity And we don't keep it on us anymore with security, I'm outside, yeah. 29, yeah. G5, Seaside, I've been losing friends and finding peace, but honestly that sound like a fair trade to me, if I ever heard one and I'm still here, outside, frontline, Southside, I've been losing friends and finding peace, honestly that sound like a fair trade to me.
just hung up the phone tonight Could already tell That you come here home intoxicated Who just starting to move bossy Maybe I just handled you too softly Them boys got no police in they blood If your whole heart wasn't in it I know a piece of it was Posted that pic you sent me It wasn't recent enough How I'm supposed to wife it You not Aisha enough You love getting teed up Love showing the cakes You know that they eat it up Love touching the road As soon as it's heating up Invited you over You said that you showing up All them spelling mistakes I know that you drunk as fuck All them other mistakes Let's let it be what it was I want you to change my mind, I'm praying you pulling up Know who you be around, I know that they teaming up Telling you you better off leaving me in the dust I wanted you to raise my mind I got the keys
Kept a gallery open till 10 for you and your friends. You know how I spend in H O U S T O N. I get too crazy, had a little bad enough. We stay good friends, we get too wavy. All I know is that when this cup ends, the next one begins. My babe, you know me. And you knew me back then And you know how it goes when I see you again You know I'm making my way to your ends And you know I need you to be there for me You a little poso, baby You a little 48, baby Got a little candy in her pocket She gon' take off like a You already know, no, no Dirtied up a cup, I'm on the north side Text you, but I know you probably caught side Know I gotta come and check the whole man, baby, hold tight I just touched the city with the G-block stainers And we got adopted by some fifth four strangers You know what it means when I twist these fingers Me and you being on a first name basis Why you think I hate it when you talk that Drake shit? Same reason that you never left me hanging Same reason that I tried to make you famous Same reason that I tried to show you just who I was Outside of the club Outside of things That a man like me does Outside of the things That would cause you to judge Outside of the club So you just who I was Outside of the club Outside of things That a man like me Outside of the things that would cause you to judge Outside of the club Over your shit, let's go have some fun, enjoy the show So we in Houston celebrating, we're going to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas Y'all don't know what the Vegas, now we in Houston, we're definitely going down God damn, appreciate you Got that shit
We in the streets right now. Probably in your hood. You know, it's the ride along. Me sending chills through your body. I just probably should have chilled till I saw you. How am I supposed to get to know somebody? Nigga left the 20s and I still wanna party. I cannot be trusted on my own with nobody. I cannot be. If we broke it off, then you know it wasn't painless. If she got a watch, then you know it's not a stainless. I was out here fucking fans, I was shameless. I know that you was at the crib reading stories that they send you Most of that was bullshit, but some of it I did do Offer me to justify the women I was into Especially when the whole entire world wish they had you Then I locked the door that night in Vegas cause I had to Then I had a kid even though I never planned to I cannot imagine when your girls gave you that news I know that probably made you wanna hit the streets on anything. Probably made you wanna pour bleach on anything. Probably made you wanna kill me on anything. Yeah, trust I know that. Calling them, I say 2014. Cause you're on the same shit that you was on before. I know you're not happy, girl. Everybody know. I see it in your boyfriend's eyes at the show. Don't tell me, let it go. I'ma let him go, pro. Don't wanna grow, but we gotta outgrow. Went six digits on the lock screen code. Cracking to that hoe, and it's gonna be a lot of smoke. We both getting rich, but the trust getting broke. Tear me down with words, but I know that's how you cope. Cover up a lot, can't cover up your soul. Know you're not happy, girl, everybody know.
This is Rough Riders Radio, where real hip hop lives. She moved out of state and shit then went left. She's seeking forgiveness. She used to dance, but she went alone and start up a business. Her daddy is not around. Her mama is not around. I watch her climb on the top of the pole and then get sliding down. I make it rain in this bitch. I make it snow in this bitch. She trying to get out of the mix. Shawty is going legit. Shawty is going legit. Me, I'm supporting this shit. This is a story, came from my life, and I'm just recording this shit. I'ma just give it to you direct instead of me throwing this shit. You know you important this shit. You know I'm supporting this shit. We used to do pornos when you would come over, but now you got morals and shit. I got like four on the wrist and an adorable kid. I got a Drake in the studio, and I don't just mean that I'm in this bitch. Please make the most of this shit. Don't just come close to some shit. I give you this bread, you run me some head, and then you go blow up a bit. She moved out of state and shit then went left. She's seeking forgiveness. She used to dance, but she went alone and started a business. Her daddy is not around. Her mama is not around. I watch her climb on the top of the pole and niggas. I make it rain in this bitch. I make it snow in this bitch. She trying to get out of the mix. Shawty is going legit. Shawty is going legit. Me, I'm supporting this shit. This is a story, it came from my life, and I'm just recording this shit. But daddy's not around, mama is definitely not around. She got a business plan, but she just ain't had time to write it down. Stay with her sister now, she got a man, but he out of town. Soon as he out of town, they hop in his whip and they ride around. I watch her climb to the top of the pole and they get to slide and slide Thought about trapping a player before, but that just ain't right, right. Look in the mirror if you wanna look at some things on the bright side. You plot a 325, you feeling too good to worry tonight. She moved out of state and shit then went left, she's seeking forgiveness. She used to dance, but she went alone and started a business. Her daddy is not around, her mama is not around. I watch her climb on the top of the pole and niggas. I make it rain in this bitch, I make it snow in this bitch. She trying to get out of the mix, Shawty is going legit. Shawty is going legit. Me, I'm supporting this shit. This is a story, came from my life, and I'm just Hey, black boxes with the bone rolls. Sorry, hills bound to get you sorry toes. Back the thing up, it's a wide load, Shawty. I don't even know where the time goes, Shawty. Know you got some brand new life goals. Baby blue, but you and not a baby. I know, Shawty. I know. Why you gotta be so hearted? Why you wanna ask her? You know what I did. Acting like you don't already know what that is. Baby, just relax, I'm on your side. I will not discuss it with nobody. Neither of our past about to go away. You made me forget about it anyway. I know, I know. Black boxes with the bone roll. Little side hustle with the fashion over. Know we both came from a broken home, shawty Mom and daddy didn't really get along, shawty Heard you got some brand new life goals Baby blue, but you are not a baby I know, shawty I know
People say it's about time. We say it's about now. Thoughts Bourbon, always in the moment. It's the Ride Along on Rough Riders Radio. You know, catch us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We keep it lit.